right. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If this is your first time tuning in, we do drop a new episode pretty much every week on Wednesday morning. And so go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you'll get fresh new Sport Kitey goodness into your earbuds every week. We do try to cover a little bit of everything from tips to tricks to technique and uh, changing up your training, interviews, and we're going to get into a little bit more tech talk with some of the manufacturers, designers, and uh, all that good stuff coming up here shortly. But first, we've got to finish up the third and final part of the interview with the formidable John Baresi. In the first two parts, which were the first two episodes of season two of the Sport Kite podcast, we just kind of went over a little bit of background, some philosophy of flying. And in this final part of the interview, we talk a little bit about technique and some flying. And we answer kind of an age old question regarding leaders when it comes to quadline kites. So for you quadline flyers out there, you'll probably really enjoy a little bit more in-depth information about leaders and yeah so let's go ahead and get started but actually before i hit the play button on this last part of the interview if you like what you're hearing here consider going to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and pitching in every little bit really does help keep this podcast alive and it kind of helps keep us growing and don't forget to like and subscribe and share this episode with your friends and maybe we will get some new sport kite flyers out there so with that being said let me go ahead and hit play and we'll jump right into this third and final part of the interview with john baresi All right, so I have uh, a handful of questions about quad kites because, uh, yes, I know you fly dual line kites, you fly single line kites, you you can fly it, but I would say most people would probably associate you most closely with a quad line kite. And also, I haven't had a lot of quad line kite people on the podcast. So, okay. Yeah. And, and I want to preface that and saying real quick in that um, I consider myself, you know, I'm not the greatest trick flyer in the world, but I am, I'm fully proficient in pretty much every walk of sport cutting. Um, yes. the thing with, yeah. The thing with quad flying and is, is that um, it's just so damn relatable. As I mentioned earlier, you can, you can, you can introduce someone to a real degree of competency very, very quickly. It is highly social, very, mm-hmm. very social. And the, the ability for um, you know a, a group of eight yahoos that are just buddying up and bumping into each other in there and then having a good time in um, enrapturing other people that are watching in the audience or walking by you know this is the the quad dynamic is just um, it's very scalable naturally and um, and and you can you can move people right up that road very quickly so that's why um, it's the most prolific you know that my my experience with iQuad so um, you know I again I'm I'm, I'm well trained in all things and I, and I'm and I, I think that I'm, I'm very adequate in, in instructing in all of them but the quad is the most prolific because it is the most uh, scalable quite simply yeah, definitely one thing that stands out um, is the accessibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess one of the, the features is 
that kind of defines that for me is that, you know, with dual line flying, and we've said it in previous podcasts, is you have to always be walking. So you have to always be changing your position on the beach. So you can't stand shoulder to shoulder very easily. With, without a degree of knowledge. Without a degree of knowledge, right? right. So especially in, in that first level of learning, you can't be standing next to someone and flying with them and either they're they're teaching you or you're flying in pairs or any of that. But you can with quads. Yeah, you well, can you be know, yeah, right next line, to each other. Yeah, dual line, you got no brakes, baby. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're in. Yeah, man, it, so the so the thing for me, and I, this is generally how I how I relate it to other folks, is that um, quad line. I could I could teach a 95 year old grandfather who only has control from his elbows outward. Right, it's mm -hmm. completely accessible. Um, dual line to get, I would say, even even into a, an experienced level, you need a certain amount of hand speed. You need a certain amount of, um, I want to call that, that ACDC snap. You know, it's a, it's a certain tenacity. It's a kind of fire that mm -hmm. you throw into the impact of the input. Um, quad, you can, you can control it like a mouse. I mean, ultimately, right? You get right down to it. If you have the knowledge, you can get that kite to do damn near anything. And you get, unless you get into axles and things like that, where it requires a lot more physicality. But um, yeah, dual line at a certain point, and this is not a, a stopgap for people to get involved with it. But, but um, you know, uh, there is a point where some people just don't, you know, it, it takes a lot more work to get to it. So anyway, I digress. Carry on. Please. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's perfect. I love mm. that. I love that yeah. because that is, that's very much, um, you know, kind of what I've been trying to promote and, and tell people is that there's pros and cons of both. Mm. Oh, and they're both awesome. Don't, don't nobody, all you people are listening. Like, don't, don't you ever think I don't love dual lens, man. I, yeah, I love. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just cause you see mostly quad videos. Like you, you look around, you'll find a couple of videos. You'll know I, I, damn well love that too I, I love all forms of kiting it's just again um because of of my primary interest you know i i, I just like to like to scale people out but what you also see is that um out of quad you'll see people also get into other walks of kiting so this is not a myopic thing this is not a not a you know this is not a a one-line travel um but yeah as you said quad line is accessible and what were you going to ask me <laughs> now I kind of forget. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so, so you were going to ask some um, questions. You had several questions about quad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm taking over this interview. I'm hijacking it. Come on. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, no, just kind of, you know, thinking of, of – I don't want to say that certain personalities uh, gravitate to one or the other. I just think mm -hmm. part of that is exposure at the moment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Um, so the more folks get exposed, we'll, we'll see a lot more of that crossover like there kind of used to be in, in times past. Yes. So uh, really, really hoping <laughs> uh -huh. um, that that happens again. Um, well, and, and, let's, and let's just go in there real quick. A tiny little note. I want to say that the best kite flyers that I know in the world, I mean, really mm -hmm. the best, the mm -hmm. real best, they're damn good at both. Dueling quads. Yes. You yep. go right down the line. Steven Verstig, uh, Carl Robert Shaw, Scott Augenbaugh back in the day. You name it. You can go again and again and again. And pound for pound, the people with the the most well-rounded ability in all regards, I found, are, are, are multidisciplined. Um, they don't just stay with a particular number of lines. So um, I, I, it's, I think that's just the, 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 the moral of that story is, is that nobody listening should ever feel like there is any distinction. You know, it's like we said earlier, just, just dive in and taste everything and connect with what you love. All right. Yeah, it's it's the feeling, it's the feeling it and understanding it. All of it 
helps add pages to the book. I would say yeah, right? it's all it's all skin on wind, baby. It's all skin yeah. on wind. It's just you're just holding it by different edges and, and in different number of places. So I guess then if if I'm going to ask some very mm-hmm. quad specific, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I know you've mentioned it in I think in this podcast, uh, in a story about uh, Brett, but also I know you've talked about this a handful of times, uh, something that is very specific to quad line kites, you don't necessarily see this with dual line, is leaders. Would you mind explaining for maybe the uninitiated, what do you mean by leaders? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and this is, this, I, this is the most important topic. It doesn't matter what quad you fly. I mean, it really doesn't. If, if you're flying anything mm-hmm. within that, that Hedziki wing formation, which is the, the most prominent uh, design in, in the brand's world right now, if you're flying a, a fulcrum, you're flying an airbow, it, it doesn't matter if quads, the leaders are the most important. Tuning is key. I can take a $200 EXP from Rev, and those leaders will make all the difference. You can turn that into a kite that I can take and go compete with, even though there are aspects that I might wish to improve from my own taste. The leaders are what does it. And so the leaders, what they are is, um, uh, and for the full visual for, for our listeners, so uh, the quad handles are generally shaped loosely like a banana, right? So it's a curved handle with a foam at the top. And so you're holding the foam and coming off the top of the handle is a, is a, is a, a piece of line, a string that's attached to the handle that has a series of knots in it. So that leader generally, when it's coming out from the top of the handle, and then you pull that tip downward towards the bottom of the handle, should almost reach the bottom of the handle. And you should have knots, I'm going to say, starting from the end of that line, um, I would say an average of eight to ten knots spaced approximately one inch apart. And then at the bottom, typically you just have a short one with one knot or or a, a, a number of smaller knots, which I'll address in a second. But the top leaders. So the top leaders with a dual line kite, um, the bridle, the harness that attaches to the front of the kite, you adjust it by moving the knots on the kite itself, which changes the angle of the sail or the nose relative to the pilot. And this affects the performance, which at some point you ought to do a whole thing on, on, on bridles and tuning both oh, for yeah. dual line quad. Because, <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is the amazing part is that I mean, I'll, I'll finish the thing with the leaders real quick, but, you know, basically, you know, if you take it to its simplest thing for the neophyte, when you change the bridle on a dual line, you're bringing the nose toward the pilot or away from the pilot, right? So it's a more um, a flat to the wind pressure or a more nose forward sort of releasing through the bottom pressure. It's the same with leaders. The parallel between dual and quad, it's the same freaking thing. And a lot of the behavior is actually the same as well. So the leaders, um, some of the kites sold, over the years by some brands um, have not uh, been strong supporters of leaders, right? So they, 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 let's just say it this way is that a lot of times when you are introducing new people to a quad line kite in a very short window of time, you have five minutes to get them introduced to it. Um, those leaders at the top where the top line attaches, you have it pulled way in close to the handle. And so what that means mm-hmm. is that the top of the kite is pulled really far towards the pilot. So it means that the slightest little, tip back on the handles is going to make that kite launch and give you this immediate feeling of success, right? So this in terms of short-term introduction to the public tends to be sometimes a very popular way to to go about that. Um, However, what it means is that indeed the kite goes up, you've got a lot of forward, but the bottom lines now are so released that 
you're not actually cupping the sail. You know, if you look at it in terms of a sailboat, the, the, you need to draw in the back edge of the sail in order to cup and hold that wind properly in order to create enough drive to move the boat. If you release that trailing edge too much, it starts to flap. It doesn't create pressure, all of that. So when you're flying a quad and you're just, you hear this rattle in the sail yeah, or, you, but... or you, see, uh, you see the sail round and then flat, round, then flat, like intermittently while it's flying, that's a sure sign the leaders need to be longer. So kind of the breakdown of the leaders is that um, – and I'm going to give you the, the recipe for how to deal with leaders. And you can make these things. You could, you could buy shoelaces and tie them on your handles and make these things. It's a $2 investment is going to take whatever kite you got for a quad. And I don't care what brand it is. And it's going to make it 80% better, 100%. Like it, it's really, really encouraged. So when you start to let, so you've pulled it in. I described already the dynamic. It goes up really easy, right? It's short on the top and goes up really easy, lots of forward. But when you reach in for your inputs, you, you basically pull on the bottom line or you push on one thumb to activate a bottom line. Um, it's just not the, the ratio is, is such that you have to really, really push that handle far. A great example is when the kite goes upside down and then you would push both thumbs or pull both bottom lines in order to, to initiate your reverse and hopefully be able to hold the kite in place. You got to, man, you really have to tweak those handles really far. And so um, we just have this loss of control. So if you let those knots out, progressively towards the end of the the knots so again to be quite clear where the top line attaches to the handle that point moves a little bit further and further further out from the handle where moves the trailing of the leading edge of the kite away from the pilot and while you're flying um you reach this point where when you're standing and you're in a, a relaxed comfortable position sort of like a boxer holding the two handles the kite should almost be in a neutral Right. That's, that's, a, that's a kind of an ideal tuning. So it will hover upright, and then when you turn it upside down, you do have to push on those brake lines still, but you don't have to really like, like really rail on. Um, and then to describe it conversely, if we go to the opposite extreme, if you let those leaders out too far, um, so now the top lines, the attachment of the handles is much farther away from the handle, you lean back on those top lines and the kite's not going to be able to go. Like it literally won't launch um, for dual line flyers. They, <laughs> it feels yeah, like a brick on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the equivalent for, for dual line flyers would be that if you've moved the bridle point down on a dual line kite or you lean the nose far back, you launch, the kite might go up, but then it like, it sort of like rotates around its, uh, around its T piece and it, it just like, it, it, it won't initiate its forward flight. So what you're looking for with, with leaders is this balance where when you pop your thumbs back, um, the kite is able to go. But then when you reach in and you initiate your bottom lines, that you're also getting some, some control aspect there. Um, and so the, the pure recipe simply is, um, and you can uh, actually, if you go to um, if you go Google and you search kite life pigtails, K-I-T-E-L-I-F-E, and then pigtails, one word, um, you'll land into a, a forum topic there where the whole thing is very thoroughly talked about it. And this is, this is a, a forum discussion. There's lots of people with different perspectives, different attitudes, and not everybody um, favors the same range of use on the leaders, but the leaders are what allow you to tune a quad and make it really good. And I encourage anybody to look into that. So that's your, that's your setting. And so the where you would start once you have what you've verified are the kind of the, the universally agreed format of leaders on your handles. Um, then what I generally recommend for people when they're learning to understand that is set up, put those top lines all the way out to the last knot. That's to say that they are at the maximum length on those top leaders, leading edges lean way back and try to launch. If it don't go, shorten it one knot on both handles and try again. And do that repeat again until 
when you pop those thumbs back, the kite will launch. And so that relative to your skill and your understanding of the kite at that point and the kite that you're flying, because some of the kites have different flight dynamics, that will be your sweet spot. And so as a pilot gets better, traditionally what you'll find is that, you know, you started in the last knot, you pulled it in, you arrived at a particular knot. As you get better, your sweet spot, whatever that knot is, is actually going to live slightly further out towards the end of those leaders. So you'll see as you, you look at videos, you go to festivals, most of the flyers, particularly with the traditional quad bridles, which were born out of the, the Revolution kites, um, most of those folks are going to be flying with a full anywhere from eight to 12 inch dropout on the top. Like it's pretty, pretty massive. Um, and some of the beginner quads are sold without those leaders. You have no tuning adjustments. And you're, stuck in, <laughs> you're stuck in go, 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 go. Okay. And, and I can't tell you that there was when me and uh, Steve DeRay were in iQuad, um, there came a point when we'd be going to festivals and he and I would both carry a spool of Dacron, Dacron bridle line in our pocket. And sure enough, we'd be walking around the kite festival doing our thing and look down the, and sure enough, there's some poor sap with an EXP, like a mile down the beach. It's just going, grrr, boom, grrr, boom. Cause he's got no brakes, man. He can't hover. You're just like, <laughs> oh shit. You literally just rubbing your head. You feel for this person. So it's like me and Steve looking at each other and be like, you or me, you know? And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like I just, I want them to have a good experience. Yeah. And if they don't, we will lose them. They might get away. Right. Our community, we got to catch them. So sure enough. So it's either me and Steve and boom, pull the spool out of our pocket. We're walking down the beach and we're literally cutting and tying a set of leaders on the way down. And then by the time we get there, we get these things tied up and go, Hey buddy, do you mind if I throw you a bone? I think I could really make this a lot easier for you. You know? So it's the whole leader thing. Um, it's, 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 you know, this, this goes back to that, that whole thing of, of the operating rules of the universe, right? Is like, how is that not just universal mana for everybody that ever touches a quad line for the first time? Um, so yeah, leaders are very important. Um, that's your tuning, about an inch apart. If you have gaps larger than an inch between the, the knots on the top leaders, um, that represents a little bit too big of a shift in the throttle. So this, this is oversimplified, but if you look at it in terms of the idle in your car, when you adjust, you put the screwdriver in your idle and, and, you, and you turn it to change the pitch of that engine, um, it's like, if the knots are too, too far apart, you, you're spinning it like four times, right? It's just too big a jump. So you want to be able to adjust that kite in, in fair increments. Now on the bottom, this is less used, but very, um, uh, this is a point of necessity for me is that um, on any given kite, the bridle is hand tied. The knots, um, they, they basically every kite is slightly variable. So um, when I launch, I can actually feel if there's a slight um, uh, lack of, of equilibrium between the two bottom lines. So if one of the lines is, and I can feel it down to about half an inch. And if the bottom lines are more than three quarters of an inch off off alignment, it really starts to affect a great deal of things for me. Um, even at my level, I can compensate, but I am highly aware that I'm losing drive. I'm losing pressure. I, there's all kinds of things that are affected in, the, affected in the kite. So on the bottom portion, I don't only have one knot to attach my lines. I actually have four knots that are about half an inch apart. And so those I use when I launch, I feel that one line is a little bit longer on the bottom. Well, I just take that one line and I move it down. So I could spend that time trying to track it down the lines. Are my lines unequal? Well, maybe I have perfect lines, but the bridle itself, you know, particularly the more knots you have in a bridle, sometimes the bridle just, you know, it's not perfectly symmetrical. So you can keep trying to chase that ghost in the machine, you know, is it my lines of the bridle or is it in the quad world specifically? Or when you launch, you can just, you know, if you feel an uh, a lack of equilibrium, then you just use those bottom knots to 
to find a sense of balance. So the top leaders we use for throttle and the bottom leaders we use for um, balance or, or equilibrium in the, in the right left ratio. So that was a, that was a big breakdown, but I, I hope that, <laughs> hope that answered your question. And that is one of the most important, which is why I was really moved to make sure that I, I tried to paint a really good picture about it. Yeah, no. And actually that, that is perfect because I, it has to be one of the number one questions that I've oh, gotten and, about quad lines. Well, and, and, you, and you said I could, I could plug shamelessly. So I'm just going to throw yes. it out there too. So first I will say again, get some bridal line, get some shoelaces. I don't care, man. Cut up an old bridal off an old kite and tie some. The information is out there. But if you need leaders, um, my, my, my son's mom, TK, um, she hand ties, um, amazing leaders, Japanese anal accuracy. They're, they're six, they're, <laughs> they're six super bucks a precise. pair. Super yeah. precise, super precise. Um, and they're, they're, you got it. She's, she's, she's literally sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, cause they're just, they're, they're just, they're just good and they're easy and tying all those knots is kind of a pain. It is cheap to do. And if you like doing that kind of thing, I encourage you to do it cause it's even cheaper, but for six bucks, you go into kite life. Um, again, you just search, uh, actually there's a link in the, you search Google kite life pigtails, take you into the forum. And then in the forum, there's a link right to where you can buy those in the shop for six bucks she'll send them to you anywhere in the country um and this that's that's just a, a no-brainer and it has a little instruction thing on how to put them on it's super simple but um, well worth the time well worth the time awesome all right so uh last few plugs of where people can find uh you because i know okay. i'm gonna get a ton of questions and we're gonna have to do another podcast episode sure, sure. so <laughs> we're gonna save some of those questions for for then as well because that's getting more into technique and and all of that okay. um but uh where where's the best way that people can find you or get a hold of you Mm, okay. Um, let me see the things that come to mind. Um, first of all, in regard to the, uh, um, the quad, the quad world and, um, and even tipping into, um, indoor dual line, which is one of the kites that we make through kite mm -hmm. forts, which I'll, I'll give a little breakdown here in a second, but, um, uh, learn kites.com, learn kites.com. That's a short, easy URL that will take you to, um, a, a page that has uh, information about subscribing to Kite Life, becoming a, a supporter of it. However, if you scroll down, there is an index of all of the tutorials that we have on the website. And I want to say that there's 32 quad line tutorials. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and say that um, the, the tutorials that I've been able to put out with quad are, are they're sort of the benchmark standard. Um, some in part because they stand alone. There's just not very much else out there, but also um, again, because it's, it's proven all these tutorials were built out of the, the rise and apex of the iQuad era and all of that. So um, you'll find information about um, basic hovers and, and an inverted hover and tuning your kite and all that. Um, about half of the tutorials, roughly 16 or so, are free of charge. Um, and part of the model of those tutorials is that the ones that are free of charge, those are the ones that are the most requisite. Right? These are the ones that are going to give you um, competency and confidence on your kite, um, managing your lines. By God, this is one of the biggest things with quads is that, is that people are scared of their lines. But I'm here to tell you there's a bulletproof method, 100% proven, always, always works. Um, it's a 10-minute tutorial. It's on YouTube. It's also in the, in the members area of Kite Life. Um, check that out. If you, if you have any problem with your lines, learn that like, 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 like a mantra. Um, but yeah, half of them are free. And then if you, if you connect with the whole thing, you connect with the quality of the, the videos and you connect with the ideology and the purpose behind it all. Um, then I encourage anybody to also become a subscriber to kite life. It's 32 95 a year. Um, 
You get access to download all of the tutorials in uh, mobile or high-def formats. So you can put them right onto your phone and, and study them on the field. And then we also do prize drawings as well for our subscribers. So every four to four to eight weeks on average, we give away a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, we give away line sets from KiteForge or, or Quadline. Like we give away $400 gin kites. Um, there's some really, really nice prizes that go through there. And um, that as well, and I, I just want to say from a point of heart, I, I want to take a moment and say thank you to everybody who's ever been a subscriber of Kite Life um, in many, many ways. Um, one, because that was the first place that I found subsidy um, in kiting way that I was able to um, begin to completely dedicate my energy to, to doing what it is that I do, what I love, as well as continuing to grow the content, save content, and, and, and do the things that move me the most in kiting. Um, the subscribers are the ones that have kept me alive from month to month, there have been times when, you know, I had a laptop die. When I'm, I'm traveling, I'm doing daily updates. I'm literally doing live reporting from festivals. My laptop dies and this wave of, of support and, and recognition and, and, and love um, from, from the people that, that were able to see it. Um, the subscribers are, are what keeps everything alive. That's the baseline. That's what pays the bills on the hard days. Um, so learnkites.com check out the subscribership not requisite lots of free stuff there um other cool stuff uh i always like to say you want to see some good kite porn go to uh, kitesrsexy.com um that's you can it's letter r or the word r a r e um, kitesrsexy.com just for kicks because um, remember that i'm front facing a lot i deal with the public so um, i'm always looking for cheeky plugs that i can throw so if you forget that you can also go to kitejigolo.com <laughs> and um, that will take you to a, a list of uh, most of the prominent videos that I've been able to um, put out over the years. And um, let me see here. What else? Uh, Kiteforge.com. F-O-R-G-E. Um, Kiteforge, again, is, is, is that's, that's, that's my kite company that I started in um, 2018. Our flagship kite is the Kaiju, um, which is a, it's a light to zero wind um, urban uh, indoor kite, uh, dual line. Uh, there's a little set of tutorials on that. And I, and I love the Kaiju because it's, um, it's something that I can just pop out in my backyard and fly. Like, I don't have to it's not destination oriented. I can just fly it wherever I want, which is one of my big, um, big missions is to, to lessen the distance that people have to go to have a good kite experience. So, uh, the Kaiju is our flagship kite. And then of course we have the Jin, D-J-I-N-N-N. Um, that is, uh, the quadline kite. And that is the, that's the, that's the, the cumulative apex of everything that I've ever experienced in quad kiting. Um, all the team flying, all the high challenging environments, um, the, the amazing flyers that I've worked with, uh, Brett Marshall, my teammate, and I um, design and put that kite together and um, it comes from heart. And so I, what I want to say about Kiteforge real quick is that, um, and, and this is without disregard to any, any other company, but Kiteforge was not started as a, it uh, wasn't started with the idea of, of doing a business. Certainly I, I wanted to organically increase the, the subsidy and you know, be able to support myself doing what I love. But um, what Kiteforge actually is, is a forge to create the things that I need. Because frankly, I don't like sitting home and making a kite. I don't. It's, it's, it's not my bag, man. I'm, I'm a pilot. I'm, I'm pretty much a designer because I know what I want and I, and I know the features that make that work. But I'm not a great kite builder. I, I pretty well suck at it, which is where I rely on having a lot of good help, like from Brett and my factory. These guys are amazing. Um, but what Kiteforge really does is it, it's a vehicle to make the next kites or items that I use. 
they're made for me. They're made so I can finally fill out the perfect kite bag that I, that I want. We're working on a dog steak right now. Um, we have the quad. We'll be going into beginner quads um, in the future um, and, and eventually be expanding into a kite bag and some dual line kites. You know, basically, all of the stuff that I love to use. And, and the thing that I'm getting at there is that nothing we make is ever going to be, um, as a, it is literally horse before cart. It is made for a purpose with a great deal of heart. And then once it fills our need, then we go, this is awesome. We should share it. <laughs> right. And then, okay. So that's, and that's push it that's, out. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yep. um, you know, with three years now in a kiting business, you know, I, I could have rolled out with a whole bunch of products and, and, you know, if I was, if I was going to try to capitalize on branding or recognition or anything, I, I could have sold a lot of kites and I could have made a lot of money. But as I alluded to earlier, um, I'm just not going to do anything without, without some guiding, guiding purpose and guiding light, you know, and, and obviously I have to, um, I, I have to feel myself. I have to, you know, I have to, I have to make a living. I have to look after my, my son and, and all that. But, um, yeah, there's the kite forge is, is, um, it's not just a kite company. It, we make what we love and we're not the only ones with that kind of um, ideology in the world. And, and I encourage people to, to look for that. Um, so anyway, yeah, kiteforce.com, check that out. Um, what else? What else? Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, it just goes on and on. But you know, I I know. Those, yeah, those are going to be some of the big ones. You know, if you're going to learn kites.com, you go to kitesaresexy.com and you go to kiteforge.com, um, you know, from there and, 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 and looking through all of the other great resources like yours for Tuna Found, um, sportkite.org, um, you know, it, it, basically the, the network is there and it will come together. Um, oh, the other one too is uh, if you go onto Facebook, um, we of course have, uh, I have a presence on Facebook for all of my different brands, but um, mm -hmm. uh, Quadline Kites Group is a really, yes. really great one. Yep. I, I think there's over 3,000 members in there and um, it's really well represented uh, from all the different brands. Um, so one of, the, one of the things too is that sometimes you'll see a kind of an aggressive brand competition between particular companies, but um, what you'll find, and, and, and I'll say it now, um, you know, Polo from France, um, Andreas Schiebler, Swiss made by Andy, um, Steven Verstig with his detox. Um, there, the, uh, the, the, you know, it's basically there's, there's a lot of um, great makers in the world of quad line kites and other kites as well, but I'm going to focus on quad as an example. And um, these people are, um, I identify with them a lot because even though we don't always agree on particular design aspects or this or that, they also have done what they've done for a reason. This is something, mm -hmm. you know, I always, I always love that. I love when I go to a designer and say, okay, give me the two penny tour. You know, and, and you can always tell, man, you know, some, some company, they, they show you a kite and be like, well, we added this and no, it's, better it's faster you know? <laughs> it was like okay you know but no 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 man like, like okay I, I, why right exactly well I, you know I, I need at least a five minute like walkthrough you know if yeah, you i don't have me, to believe it but i need to know why you yeah that you had a thought process behind it. Yeah. you know if you if you ask me for the two penny tour in a gin We'll, we'll be standing there for 15 minutes while I would take you around the entire outline of the kite, where we put the stitches, the, the all the reinforcements. The, I mean, there, mm -hmm. there is so much thought. And so when someone is able to take me on at least a five-minute tour of their kite and go through various where they had an entire universe of thought and purpose and intent around certain aspects, again, even if I don't necessarily agree or identify with it, that is the mark of something that was done with purpose and and that is yes. great we should we should hope to have as much of that as possible in kiting so um yeah so the, the more or less terms a quadline kites group um we tend to support and although we give each other a lot of grief um, we tend to <laughs> we tend to showcase quite a bit you know we're all racers we all love to be on the racetrack together yeah um and and that's the other thing about quads as well is that um i think quad 
for whatever reason, I think it's, it's kind of parallel with that whole social thing is that it's much easier to get to. Um, we tend to stand in groups more. There's something about the, and this is not a, a greater than, lesser than equation, but mm-hmm. looked at upon as itself, um, the quad community is, is very integrated and very communal and a great place to learn. And um, if, you, if you don't know, if you're new to the community, jump onto the Kite Life Forum, get in the Quadline Kites group, um, and you will find that people are very, very forward. Always a little bit of grain of salt because, you know, hey, we're all we're all running our own personalities, but <laughs> you cannot go wrong and ask any question you want. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if it comes down to it, track me down on Facebook. And and if you have a genuine journey that you're trying to get on, I'm, I'm game. I'm interested. And I'll, if, if, I, if I don't have the answers for you, I'll, I'll point you at some places that do. Yeah, definitely. And if, if you want to learn quad flying, uh, you know, see if you can come to a clinic or a, yes, or yeah. a John training session. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, I, and, and I'll just plug that real quick too, is that um, I'm surprised at the number of people that don't know is that indeed I do. I've been instructing since 2005. I've given mm-hmm. well over a hundred um, group workshops worldwide. Um, I've led three world record mega flies, um, 64 kites, 81 kites, 101 kites. Um, I do private lessons in dual line and quad line. Um, and, and if you didn't catch the beginning of this podcast, um, browse back and, and catch that bit about, you know, it's really about empowerment and, and I love instructing. I'm always um, deeply identified with someone's journey. I'm never projecting onto them. I'm literally looking to help them identify their story and what it is that they do. I love instructing um, my rates are very, very competitive. Um, I'm, I'm underpriced because I'm in a toy community, right? Um, <laughs> you know, how much could you learn in a, in a day? But I generally do a full day lesson or two day lessons. Um, and you would be amazed at the depth of information that you can gain without being overwhelmed and, and, and just find more ease at going out and, and setting up and flying and being whatever it is that you want to be and kiting. That's what I'm all about, man. And I love doing yeah. it. So um, you can it's, find it's that. It's worth that level of confidence. It is. It is. hinted at, right? Yes. Is, is that confidence in yourself to fly. Well, you know, the information, the information is, is key. It's always, it's always key. Yep. It's, um, what do they say? Uh, uh, magic is just uh, science not explained, right? Yeah. So that's it, right? We're all in magic. And, and, and if anybody tells you, oh, well, just stand in the field and, you know, for hours, you'll, you'll get it. You know what? Hogwash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get the information, whether you, whether you get training or whether you go seek information and apply it. Um, this is still a, it's still a sport, right? It's still an, a, a dynamic endeavor like golf or anything else. And they're, they're um, yep. basic operating rules of the universe that can, that can really help make it work. And they are not going to define who you are or how you fly, but it is important to know the, the things that are going to make it easier to, to understand how it all works yeah standing in the library doesn't teach you anything you actually have to read the books right <laughs> like yeah. go stand on the field that's that's not going to teach you but exactly um yeah and, and you know and as you're learning too you know there there are little mods and things you can do to kites the leaders that one's real but you know it's it, it knowledge is everything i can you know once you have the basic um, understanding of how it all works you don't need to modify very much. You're going to see people put lots of doodads and stuff. And if you find an, uh, some sort of um, identification with the the, the the aspects that those bring, that's cool. But I don't care what kite you're flying, you know, whether it's an AXP or a Freeline or a Three Wind or whatever it is, does not matter. Um, information and those leaders, that's, that's going to really make it all work. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, John. Uh, I know I'll have you back again on the podcast at some point. And... God, I, I hope so. This, this is the bane of doing these things is like, 
I've been in this so long. I always feel like we just barely like just, we barely know, scratch scratch the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, I would love to come back if, if you have an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. right we'll talk to you again. Bye. Yes. And, and Nick, Nick, I just yep. want to say thank yep. you for all of your efforts. Um, Aww, you know, and again, you. it's, it's, um, you know, as, as someone who's put in a lot of that effort myself, um, I think it just, it bears acknowledging. And I know you, you, you don't always get, um, you know, clear recognition for that. And, and it's going to go up and down and, and take it well in stride. But yeah, um, yeah just Thank remember, you, remember what you love and just keep doing yep. it. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Nick. Well, there we have it. The final part of the three part interview with John Baresi. I hope you enjoyed it. And I know a lot of you may have questions that you would like to ask him. You can either contact him directly via kiteforge.com, kitelife.com, or all of the other ways that he mentioned in the podcast. Or if you have a question you would like us to ask him on potentially the next interview or a next sit down chat with him, go ahead and email your question to info at sportkite.org and we'll add it to the list and we'll ask him the next chance we get. And with that being said, I just wanted to give a huge, huge shout out to all of our supporters and all of you that have been listening in and sharing and liking the episodes that we've been publishing. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Really, really love it and love seeing uh, kind of the responses that we get online, either on Facebook at sportkite.org or at the actual sportkite.org website, which is about to go through another round of updates. So if you've been looking there and kind of perusing through, you might see another update here shortly. And also all of the feedback we're getting just directly either via private message or on our podcast page and just kind of all the other avenues that we have this podcast happening. So thank you to everyone that is a supporter. Thank you to everyone that's given us uh, feedback, both positive and critical feedback. It's really awesome. And hopefully we are giving you a little bit more of what you want to hear when it comes to sport kites. So with that being said, we've sat here long enough, just kind of chewing your ear off. It's time to go out and fly and have some fun. So we'll see you around next time. Bye.